Hey, what's up, dog? How you doing, man? Doing good. How are you? Yeah. Hello, and welcome to the motherfucking podcast, episode zero zero two. Two. Number two. Number two. This one's gonna be the shit. Yeah, this one is because it's, it's number two. That's right. Yeah. Uh, number. We got some feedback on episode number one. We got some things to uh, to tighten up around here. And we just we just hired our new producer, John Skabicki. Yeah, snazzy, handsome too. Yeah, that's pretty cool, man. Like, thanks, John. One one episode, we already got people wanting to get involved. So so John's gonna do some editing for us and and help us make this thing sound a bit cooler. Uh, Way cooler. How was your week, Tone? Uh, pretty good. Worked my ass off, and then uh, on the weekend went out to see a couple shows. I saw you play with ASO. What did What did you think? Did you have fun? Oh yeah, and Laura loved it. Uh, uh, yeah, it reminded her a lot of Deals Gone Bad. I'm really happy to yeah, hear that. Man. Yeah, we, yeah, we were both dancing a lot. You know, we don't dance. So for those of you who don't know, I moonlight with a uh, a 12 piece ska orchestra called the Alpha School Marm Orchestra. You know. Moonlighting is just a really fancy way of saying I fill in from time to time. Yeah, I, I do a few songs here and there, but um, but yeah, like they do a lot of old Scatolite stuff and and things like that. And they're Chad, really really good. Well, and Chad, the maestro and keyboard player, he's one of those guys who like thinks that if it's a ska song, you need to throw the word skank into every <laughs> every everyone. So it's like it's like we do can't take my eyes off of you. Uh, by Frankie Avalon, you know, with, with a skank. No, he says, "Can't skank my eyes off of you." I swear to God. <laughs> uh, I thought it'd be, "I can't take my eyes off of you, skank." <laughs> Yo, no, skank. But it was a lot of fun. We played at uh, we played at the El Chapultepec, uh, which is a it, for those of you outside of the Denver area, it's kind of an oasis of cool in the middle of the. Douchebaggy Lodo meat market. It's such a good bar. This the the quality musicianship is just always at a ten. You know, yeah. I've seen twelves and thirteens there. Yeah, I've always wanted to play there, but I haven't practiced enough yet. Dude, I think I think you should just come sit in with the heavy heavies sometimes. Next next time, Chad does it. Chad Chad's got a hundred projects that he's working on at any given time, and dude, you you could totally you were totally. Beyond good enough to play at oh, El Chapultepec. Yeah, man. We should definitely have it there. Not true. Uh, so what else happened? Oh! Um, I sat around on Sunday and watched football all day and made myself the biggest plate of chicken wings I've ever made. So what did, what did you what did you think of, of the games, the big, the big uh, games? Yeah, you know. <clears throat> Patriots won. Knew that. Didn't want it to happen, but it did. <laughs> and then uh, Vikings lost. Didn't want that to happen, but it totally did. You didn't want the Vikings to lose? I thought that being a Bears fan, like, you were totally yeah, anti-Viking. Well, I mean, like, during the playoffs, if we're not in it, might as well go for some of the close home team stuff. Plus, the Vikings have never won the Super Bowl, you know? Right. But, uh, well, anybody but the Packers, I suppose. Yeah. Anybody but the Packers. This is the way I feel about it. I'm kind of glad that the Patriots and the Eagles are going to the Super Bowl. And here's why. I think they should have both those teams in the Super Bowl. 
they should give free tickets to all of their biggest fans on both sides, right? And so fill up the stadium with the biggest Packers fan or the biggest Eagles fans in the world and the biggest Patriots fans in the world and both of those teams. And then if just a sinkhole could open up in the earth and swallow the entire stadium. I think maybe we could make the world a slightly nicer place. Just and 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 no disrespect to my to my friends out there who are Patriots and Eagles fans, but if we're friends, chances are you are not the typical Pats or Eagles fan. Uh, you, should, you should say, and if if you, if we're friends, then you know I don't give a fuck about football. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> I don't, I, you, you don't give a fuck. You know, in uh, Philadelphia, they were greasing up light poles with Crisco. To I, make, heard, I heard you and Laura talk to about make that. sure that they didn't climb the poles. Then they won and climbed the poles any damn way. <laughs> <laughs> Have you ever heard the? Uh, the Bill Burr um, stand-up, like somebody filmed uh, filmed him on their phone doing a gig in Philly and put it up on YouTube, but it's just him berating the city of Philadelphia for 15 straight minutes. I like Philadelphia. He doesn't tell any jokes. He just talks shit about their sports teams. He talks shit about how they they worship an imagine like a fictional character in you know Rocky Balboa. Hey, Jim's cheesesteaks are real, okay? Yeah, the cheesesteaks are good. He he talks shit about. Oh, the I'm li- sorry, steak sandwiches. He t- he talks about talks shit about the Liberty Bell, all of it, man. It's 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 really great. So sorry to any of our friends out there who are who are Eagles and Pats fans. Just remember, I don't know anything about football. And go Bears. And go Bears. That's and it. go Broncos. Slayer and Brian Wilson and and Tony, you were saying always in that order. Right? Always in that order. <laughs> always in that order. First R band, then Slayer, then Brian Wilson. In that order. In that order. All right. Uh, first off, Chicago. We're coming to Chicago. Yep. Uh, we have been invited. March third. March third at the Live Wire Lounge in Chicago. Uh, we were invited by the Turbo Yugen Chicago. By uh, particularly Evan, yeah, particularly uh, Evan from Turbo Yugen Chicago is going to be celebrating his 40th birthday, and he and the president Marcus uh, Diefenthaler, I think is the way you pronounce it. It's German as fuck. For so, those of you well, who don't so know, he. yeah, he is super German. Yeah. For those of you who don't know, uh, Marcus is responsible for getting us our very first show in Europe. He, he That's why I think he's a super German. Yeah, yeah. We think he's, he's a super. We think he's super, <laughs> super, super gut, wunderbar. Uh, Marcus got us on the Weltturbo Jugendtage ten, right? I can't remember. I can't remember. It was. Uh, I can't remember what number it was, but it was, it was number one for us. It was number one for us, and it was a whole lot of fun. And uh, I can't remember which one it was. Basically, when when Marcus asked if we wanted to do this show, I just said, "Marcus, for you." anything and uh they managed uh to get together some loot and get us some flights over there and we're we just got our flights confirmed so we are coming through chicago we're excited about at livewire march 3rd at livewire so uh more not sure if he's gonna have it open to everybody or not yeah they're they're still waiting to figure that out there's still stuff going on but uh more information coming on that here shortly so slayer announced today 
that they are going to be embarking on their farewell tour. How about that? Yeah, I, be- I imagine they'll do it like Kiss, though. What? What do you mean? Like, they'll do the farewell tour, and I'll see them in the 8th grade, and then they'll do another farewell tour while I see them when I'm 16, and then I'll see another farewell tour in my 20s. And When, when, when Kerry King needs more tribal tattoos and head grease, they'll, they'll have a reunion tour or something like that. I don't know. Like I, was, like I was telling you before, I just don't see Tom Araya wanting to sing uh, Angel of Death well into his 70s. You know, that, that dude's like a grandpa or some shit. Yeah, but I think, I, I think he will. Mm-hmm. Or a lot of other people will anyway. For, a lot for, of people are doing that right now. For me, Slayer died with Jeff Hanneman and got put in the ground when they, Dave Lombardo left the band again. Uh, I, I personally, you know, I don't know too much about their inner band dynamics, so I can't really speak with any real authority, but to me, no Dave Lombardo, no Slayer. Uh, I, I, I kind of felt like he got a raw deal on that, although I was very stoked to see him play with Mike Patton and, and Dead Cross. That was, that was, that was a treat, man. That was a super fun show. Uh, you had something about Brian Wilson. Oh yeah, uh, <laughs> this is some, this is some interesting news. Some kind of some some unexpected news about Brian Wilson. So what I was saying, uh, yeah, Brian Wilson. I can't remember the name of the high school, but he went to he went to high school and in his music class he turned in Surf and Safari to his music teacher, and in that class he failed. He failed. <laughs> the teacher gave him an F and he failed the class. What would you give Surf and Safari? I don't know. B. <laughs> That's all right, you know. I, I, I would give I would give it a B, but an A for effort for sure. It's very it's very earnest and 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 happy fun song. If I was a surfer, maybe I'd give it an A plus. I was really into surf guitar for a while. Were you really? Oh yeah, rocking a big old pompadour and wearing nothing but rolled up white sleeve t shirts and a leather jacket. Oh know? yeah, you've got like a Gretsch guitar for that you uh, yeah. you were you were into uh, Brian Setzer for a oh, minute. Oh yeah, I still am. Hey, Did, he's a really, really good guitar player. Do you know any Beach Boys songs? Fuck no. <laughs> so Dude, I was too busy playing Brian Setzer songs. I just feel that, like, like Brian Wilson. When I think of Brian, that story, I just imagine Brian well, he, Wilson. He, so the end of the story. Oh right, right, right. Is that he's seventy-five years old now, and he got invited back to the school where the new principal gave him an A in honor of Surf and Safari. And he just went back, just like, like it mattered to him, you know. He's been waiting his whole life to do that. <laughs> I, I just, I don't see the point. It's, it's like a Christmas story when the kid like daydreams about the Red Rider BB gun. Like he got that F, and he's just spent his entire life just daydreaming just about one of these days. <laughs> I'm gonna go back to that goddamn school. I'll show them. I'll show. I'll them. show all of them. And then, then he lost his mind making smile. Because he was thinking about that F he got for Surf and Safari. He's been he's been trying to validate and vindicate himself ever since he was ever since he was a little boy. Hmm. A little ten year old boy writing Surf and Safari. Taking a bunch of drugs. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah. Uh, congratulations to Brian Wilson. He for, got an A <laughs> for finally receiving uh, validation and vindication for your masterpiece, Surf and Safari. (laughs) 
one of the big projects that we're working on right now is we're getting ready to go up to Evergroove Studio and use their their gorgeous facilities and some of their fancy schmancy uh, live recording video equipment and we're going to go up and record 16 songs uh, a bunch of covers, a bunch of uh, old stuff, a bunch of new stuff that nobody's ever heard before and it's going to be really fun uh, but I'm curious what the rest of the guys in the band think about this so uh, we're going to find out what Ty and Parker and Logan think about this uh, after this quick break Just wanted to give a quick shout out to all our Patreon subscribers. We could not do this without you guys. Uh, for those of you who don't know, our Patreon subscribers help us put out our serialized concept album and graphic novel, The Front Lines of Good Times, through their recurrent contributions. We really appreciate it, guys. If you want to help us make cool shit, become a patron today. Our Patreon subscribers get exclusive access to all sorts of cool shit, including early releases, merch discounts, VIP passes, even uh, parties with pizza and beer. We had a great one at our tour kickoff party not too long ago. All for just a small recurrent contribution. To learn more, go to patreon.com, that's p-a-t-r-e-o-n.com slash mfruckus and become a patron at any level. Thanks. So uh, one of the projects that we're currently working on is uh, we're doing a series of live videos that we're recording up at Evergroup Studio here next month and uh, doing a bunch of old stuff, doing a bunch of new stuff, doing a bunch of covers. It's going to be a real hoot. Uh, and I'm having a lot of fun doing it, but it's also my idea. So no, it's, um, a good, it's a really good idea, though. I, I think it'll be fun, but I, I, I'm curious what the other guys think about. So Tony and I uh, at rehearsal went and talked to the guys and asked them uh, their opinion on the project so far. Talking about the, the current project we're working on, on the, the Evergroove Live project that we're doing, and we like left a gap to be able to ask you guys what you thought about it. So, in all honesty, what uh, what are your thoughts on on this on this project that we're working on? Uh, I think it's cool. You get to play a lot of different kinds of songs and whatnot. I'm down for that. Uh, Playing a Ween song, man. That's cool. That Ween song's all right. You know, <laughs> I don't mind that song. And we're playing a bunch of old fourth year stuff too. Those I mind more, personally. Really? Why? I don't know. They're just... I don't know. We can stop playing them. They're good songs, They're though. They're okay <laughs> songs. They're fun. They're fun. They're fun. They're yeah. fun. I'm down to play them. I'm, like, like, against it. I'm just saying. They're so loaded with just, like, immaturity and testosterone and... I know. Oh. <laughs> You're like, I got kids, man. Yeah, I'm, I'm down to play them. It's, yeah. So, so we did commentary on Devil Went Down to Georgia. What were what were your picks? Um, what did I pick? I picked a Betty Blowtorch song. Which one? Oh yeah, that's right. Uh, I was gonna do Size Queen, but I thought that would be too much. That would be too gay for Aaron to sing. So what, <laughs> what did I pick? What, which one oh, did shut I? up and fuck. You picked that. Shut up and fuck. Yeah. Oh, that's a good one. So he only. He, Same album. Yeah, he has to say one really gay line rather than the entire song making him seem gay. I don't mind, dude. I know. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> have, have you ever heard those? I, I figured I'd tone it down for your sake because you have no shame. So yeah. Well, <laughs> what, what, shame. what were what were your picks, Tony? Which, like for, what, the, for the old one or for the well for for anything? What like that comes to mind immediately? Uh, essay. Oh yeah, you picked the essay song. Yeah. Yeah. Why'd you pick that song? I'm just. Oh, I'm, yeah, I'm serious. I'm, they fucking. They're cool, man. That song rules. Yeah. I don't give. That's such a short, simple little song, but that is just so much fun to watch live first, and then now that we put our little thing on it, which I just get to act like Carlos playing that guitar, man. It's pretty cool. Plus, this band is kind of known for taking our friends' songs and I won't say doing them better. I will definitely not say that. I, I, I wouldn't say doing them better, but I would definitely say... I would say doing them. I would say doing them. <laughs> yeah. I would say almost doing them justice. Yeah. We'll make you feel okay. Yeah. <laughs> we'll make you feel... <laughs> uh, we're, we're not going right. to talk about what? That's all right. You're decades behind the yeah. we're, we're not going to talk about what? The leather jacket? Yeah. It's pretty cool, yeah. man. When Aaron saw it, he was just kind of like... He was like, I like your new jacket. I was like, I've had this for like eight months. We just don't hang out. <laughs> yeah. yeah, you guys just don't like each other. Yeah. No, we like each other so much that we, we respect stay. each other's private time. That we stay as far away from each other as possible. I was, yeah. uh, I was talking to Laura about uh, you guys growing up. Do you guys grow up on the same block or across the street or some shit? Yeah, like two houses away from Right across other. the street from each other. Right across Hi. the street? Hi. Yeah, that's what it is. I'm great. How are you? Super. Super. Yes, please. Good to see you, babe. I'll see you later. So, Logan, what do you think of uh, what do you think of this project we're working on of the uh, the Evergroove project, the uh, the the live thing that we're working on? What do I think about it? Yeah, what do you think about it? I think it's great. I'm on the spot right now. That's what I'm saying. I fall on the spot too, man. I wish I didn't know you were recording me with that little machine right there. <laughs> Uh, what, what, were your picks? what were your picks? Uh, I picked an old, I think it was a fourth year song called Baby I'm the King. Yeah. And it was written for a cartoon on Adult Swim that never took off. Yeah, it never happened. And, uh, I really liked the song. I listened to it again today and I loved playing it, but it was like kind of stopped dead in its tracks because... The show never took yeah, it. Yeah, it never so, happened. Uh, it's one, on our website. Yeah. That one, um, for the homies, I picked uh, Whiskey Wonderland by Nitro Gods. Which we need to work on. Which you need to work on. Which, because which the, is too hard for us to play. It's strange. It's just weird, like, timing. Thanks a lot, Oi Mal. Way to go, Dude, you, you Germans. Cheers. Prost. You would think that it just like having that Bo Diddley riff that it would be it would be a little easier to do, but it's not. That song's a real, a real tit wrencher, man. A real tit wrencher. What was what was uh, what was the cover you picked? What was the uh, the kind of left field um, cover? That left you field cover. I picked uh, "Suicide" by David Allen Coe. That's a fun one. It's uh, it's a really cool song. But it's written by a crazy, crazy person. You know? <laughs> I'm so disappointed with my pick. Yeah, if I could go back, I might pick all what? different ones. The Pat Benatar cover that you picked? Yeah. 
Dude, Heartbreaker's a great song. You asked that question, and I just, like, just responded immediately, I think, like, at work or something like that, you know? Yeah, yeah. Like, Ty was a smart one, and he just sat on it for a week and was like... He sat on it for a month <laughs> before he picked it, man. I think your brain might have gone, like, the easy route. I just because went, like, the immediate Because we kind of already knew Heartbreaker. My immediate route, it was Heartbreaker, um, uh, essay, and then... The old school fourth year song I'm thinking WTHQ is the one you picked. Nice. Yeah. Yeah. WTHQ is the one that an essay. Yeah. Yeah, The bridge is stupid. The bridge is stupid for what? WTHQ. Oh man. Have you revisited the bridge? Oh yeah, I've revisited all those songs, man. I like that song. That's that, cool. was, that was that was. It's just like what the fuck. I like that if we, we wrote that song. Now we would definitely have not have done. But that. that's my point: is those are all songs that we wrote before we knew how to write songs. Yeah. So certain things about them are kind of fun and unique and and original, man. That's what kind of made them cool. I think it's great. That, that was like listening to that constantly before I moved up to Denver the first time. You know. Hey, Parky, how you doing? Uh, so what do, what do you? What do you think about this um, this Evergroove Live project we're working on? Uh, did you fart? I way? didn't fart. I was wondering if one of you guys did because it stinks in here. Oh man, it smells like someone took a shit on the floor. Woo! Anyway, what do you think of this? Uh, what do you think of this project? Uh, it's cool. Um, I don't know <laughs> why. Well, like, what what were your picks? What were some of your picks? We're not playing any of my picks. We're not playing any of your picks? What did it? Well, no, we're not playing them in this round, but what were some of your picks for the project? Well, one was Pantera, but I'll probably change it. Um, I don't know. Oh, no. Let me get this shit set up. So after, after playing that stuff through, what's your prediction? Of like how it will go recorded? Yeah. Uh, we'll definitely have it by the seventh take, but we won't tell anyone <laughs> that we're doing seven takes. <laughs> we're seven take wonders, really. Yeah. Seven take wonders. That's us. No, we'll get it by. Yeah, I think we'll be okay. Very exciting. We'll be back with more right after Pig Sports. Right now it's 16 minutes past the big hour. Is that not right, Mr. Scream? Great, good stuff. I think people are getting really cranked. All right, it's time for our weekly commentary series. Woo. This week, Tony, this will be a fun one for you, man, because we're doing Devil Went Down to Georgia this week. Uh, so, okay, give you a little background real quick. I've been playing that song for a very long For a time. very long time. So, to give you guys a little bit of background, when we first met Tony, he was playing in a little band called Road Crew back in Chicago. And Woo. this band, I, I know I've said this in a bunch of comments, commentary stuff, this band single-handedly changed the direction of our band forever. We went and saw them play in Chicago. We were so amazed at how, how great they were, especially Tony's level of skill. I mean, the, the dude looked, what were you, 17 at the time that we first saw you play? Uh, we were playing at Memory, so I was definitely 21. Wink! <laughs> 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 I don't know, yes, I was somewhere around there. No, I was probably maybe 
know, yeah, 17, 18. Yeah. yeah, Tony was a teenager the first time we saw him play with Road Crew. And um, one of the songs that they did was... I'm sure we did it that night, too. I know you did it that night. Oh, yeah. And that was one of the things where we were just standing there gobsmacked, as as the <laughs> English like to say. We were, we were just standing there gobsmacked at, at, uh, at that cover, man. In fact, I think I was outside, and Ty ran out and got me and brought me in to come hear you guys playing that song. Yeah, I remember seeing you guys for the first time that night, too. You guys rolled out of the van, all heads shaved, looking like skinheads that were all bruised up and beat up. You guys had, like, you had a big old scar, bleeding gash or something going all the way across your head. It's because I fell down skateboarding when I was drunk. (laughs) (laughs) But that's another story for another time. Logan had that big old red eye. Yeah, and, and, and Tony thought that we were these like big bad bruisers, but it just turned out that I was a bad skateboarder and Logan had a girlfriend who got a little punchy from time to time. So yeah, so one of the songs that Road Crew used to do live was they would do Charlie Daniels, Devil Went Down to Georgia, and uh, just blew the roof off the place. Every single time they did it, it blew us away. So when Tony moved out to Denver and started playing with us, uh, we started playing it with Tay and Tony doing the dueling guitars back and forth. That was a lot of fun. It was a lot. Still of, is a lot of fun doing with Parker. Yeah. Oh yeah. And and it's it's cool hearing the the difference in style from from Tay to Parker. It's really cool. So let's take a listen to this song and uh, yeah. So can you tell which one is you and which one is Tay? Oh yeah, definitely. Who's that? That's me right there. Well, the devil went down to Georgia. He was looking for a soul to steal. He was in a bag because he was way behind it. He was looking to make You can't tell, can you? I, I mean, sometimes I can tell. You guys have very different styles, but a lot of that was one of the things that was so cool about you guys playing in a band together was you guys complimented each other so well and you have this beautiful, beautiful waltz with your guitars. It was like you guys were dancing together. Like you were cradling one another with your respective licks. <laughs> yeah, alright. <laughs> Whatever. Yeah, this one was at the Gothic Theater. Was it? Yeah, it was at the Gothic. I do remember that. Or maybe not. Maybe this one was at Herman's Hideaway. I can't tell which room was recorded where. Like the guitar down. So, so you, oh, the the guitar light down. Yeah, that sounds cool. It was a lot of fun to play. One of my favorite things to do in this part was I would run up behind you and give you devil horns and like throw up, you know, pentagram hand signals and stuff like that. And like I would go out of the way to make it especially satanic. And then during Tay's part, I would run over to the other side of the stage and like. That's the only part I saw. I didn't know you were doing that to me. Oh, yeah, dude. I was giving you devil horns and all sorts of evil shit. And then I would run over to the Tay's side of the stage when he'd do Johnny's part, and I'd give him a halo, and, and I'd stand behind wings. him and flap wings, give him angel wings. pretty good, old son. But sit down in that chair right there and let me show you how it's done. Tells in the house of the rising sun. That's you? That's Tay. Oh, it's all Tay. This is Tay. Oh, and then you guys go together. 
Or no, that's all Tay. Yeah. He's a bluesman at heart, man. Pretty neat. Why did we stop playing this? We didn't. We, just, we played it like, I don't know, a couple weeks ago. Yeah, but we stopped. Oh, that's a good crowd. We stopped playing it as like a staple, though. You know what I mean? Like, we kind of let it collect dust for a long time. Too much stuff to play, I guess. Yeah, I suppose so. Too many great songs. This this is being tailored together. Yeah. See, man, you guys played so well together. It was beautiful. That sounds like one guitar. We also lived together for a while and, and played a lot of guitar together. Yeah. I mean, a lot of guitar. Yeah. That was a cool one, man. That was that was a fun time. That was a fun time in our our collective band history. Yeah, man. Yeah, me and Tay jammed constantly. We ate like shit and and jammed constantly. That's like mainly what we did. That's pretty cool. Everything just doused in red Tabasco. <laughs> and like just jamming a couple SGs together, you know. And Tay's line was always like. You listen would, to Aerosmith records a lot. You, you, know? you, you would say, oh, I don't like the red Tabasco. It takes too much like vinegar. Yeah, that's why I like it. <laughs> and Tay would say, that's why I like it. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, Tay, if you're listening to this, miss you. Love you. All right, it's that time again for another edition of One for the Homies. This yeah. week... We're going to give a shout out to our boys in the band Against the Grain from Detroit. Uh, They are getting ready to drop a new album called Cheated Death. It's going to be released on February 8th, and they've started pre-orders for for the vinyl, and the pre-orders are on iTunes. You can get one track, uh, the title track, Cheated Death, off of iTunes right now. Um, the rest of it you have to pre-order by either uh, going to iTunes or going, if you want to get the vinyl, go to ripplemusic.bigcartel.com. Uh, man, what can I say about Against the Grain? Really fantastic band, just uh, like stellar musicianship across the board. Uh, they've been fortunate enough to tour with Valiant Thor, Nashville Pussy. Um, I want to say they toured with Church of Misery. Do you know who else? You can sum them up in two words, man. They rip. They rip. They do, man. They do. They're just a killer band. They rip solid. So this is the title track off their new album, Cheated Death. And uh, I just listened to it before we did this podcast. And it's a a real jammy jam. So uh, look them up. Go see them when they come through your town. Definitely see them when they come through your town. They rule alive.
It's that time. It's that time. It's time to go to practice. Time to go to practice. And we're going to play... Uh, is it... What is it? It's my own bare hands. My own bare hands. Yeah, I know you're going to jump at that one. I... I tricked these guys into doing a Ween song. We, I, I orchestrated this entire like cover series just so I could try and sneak that one in under the radar. And I knew there was like maybe three or four Ween songs that I might be able to talk you guys into. And if I had to pick one, I wanted to pick one that was a, a hard rock and ripper. I'm. I still I like the song. Don't get me wrong, I really do like the song, but it's impossible to talk to you about Wayne. <laughs> I know, dude. It's like, oh, that one just kind of tickles your fancy. Well, let me show you fifty other records, dude. It's. It, I guarantee that when we record that and we start putting it up on the the like the Ween fan pages and stuff like that to try and get some of them to notice it, you're going to get to see what the real obnoxious Ween fans <laughs> are like, dude. So you're like the lower level of the upper echelon of Ween fans. Oh, or dude, what? on the spectrum, I'm pretty. I'm you're on pretty, the spectrum, dude. On the on the on the spectrum of Ween fans, I am definitely uh, like okay. If you have like. Someone like you, who's just a very casual Ween fan at one end, and then you have insane, like over-the-top Ween fans who know everything they've ever done and go to all their shows and everything like that at, at the end. And it's a scale from one to ten. I'm probably at about a seven on the scale. But dude, th- there are some Ween fans who are are downright mean to each other and mean to people. <laughs> Why would you be that? Oh man, you should see oh, bands that, ha- that have to open, like they don't have bands open for them anymore because the bands oh, that man. would open for them would just get ripped apart by the crowd. They're vicious, dude. Who, who's, name a band that's opened up for Ween. Uh, I, dude, honestly, I can't even think about it. Tenacious D opened for Ween a long time ago. And they got booed off the stage? They didn't because they they better not have, no, man. They're they, the fucking D. They didn't, but like I, I have heard horror stories about bands just getting, just getting brutalized by the crowd. Um, but, uh, but you, what, what? I guarantee what'll happen is we'll do this song, and then there'll be some Ween fan sitting there. Big and fat in his mom's basement with his arms crossed, going, Of course, you picked something off of La Cucaracha. I'd like to see him do something off the pot. They probably never even heard any of the stuff off of God Being Satan. fucking right. Yeah, probably. Uh, Tenacious D opened up for him? They, yeah, man. They uh, Years ago, they did a show. It was Ween, uh, Tenacious D, and Galactic at, at Red Rocks. I didn't get to go. I really wish I had. That's that. If I had to pick a band for me and Laura, to be our favorite band, it would definitely be Tenacious. Tenacious D, D is your like combined combined favorite band. Your, your we, 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 both, we both have different tastes in music, but like where the Venn diagram comes together, that that very center of it, it's a steaming hot pile of Tenacious D. The, the nexus point of your of your music interest is Tenacious D. Yeah, actually, on, on the drive to Denver when we were moving here. We listened to Tenacious D's new live record that they just came out with. How is it? Fucking amazing. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) That's what we should do is we cover Tenacious D. Oh, we should cover a Tenacious D song. Me and Laura do that all the time. We probably know the whole first album. Like, no problem. Dude, I want to hear that. All right, all right. (laughs) Stay tuned for that. Just hang out when we're drinking. (laughs) It happens all the time. Stay tuned for that. We may may do some Tenacious D in the future. I mean, if we're going to do Ween, we might as well do Tenacious D, right? Well, they played the same show. Yeah, they did play the same shows. And I'm pretty sure if a band plays a show together, we're required to 
record their songs. That's going to do it for us this week, guys. Thank you so much for listening to the motherfucking podcast. Big shout out to uh, our new producer, Skibs, John Skibicki. Thanks for helping out. And uh, Gene Skibbins. Gene Skibbins. And also, shout out to our sponsor, Matula Plumbing. Hey, look at that. Matula yeah. Plumbing. Matula Plumbing. Uh, for all your plumbing Matula. needs in the, in the city of Chicago, give them a call at 847 975 4668. Uh, Matula Plumbing for all your plumbing needs. Uh, this has been the motherfucking podcast. Thanks for listening. Yeah. Bye.